Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki, and I'm so excited today to have an old two-to-one conference friend, Carol Ann Sweat, uh, to come and join us today. And we are going to talk about some really practical ways to have some meaningful and fun credits um, especially with some of our kids that might be a little more reluctant and you know how to make a good transcript anyway. So, Carol Ann, would you introduce yourself, say hi to everybody, and just tell us about your homeschool journey? I surely will. My name is Carol Ann, and the last name is Sweat. Like, when I'm hot, I sweat. Uh, <laughs> but the, spell, the spelling is S-W-E and then two T's, which always confuses people. I own the homeschoolanswermom.com website, and I began homeschooling in the dark ages. Yeah. I think it was, let's see, 1996. So you're 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 one of the old school homeschoolers. Yeah, yes. I am. Yeah. Back in the, that day, if we went out in public during school hours, people automatically assumed that we had uh, a dental appointment. And when I muttered the word homeschool, they looked at me like I had a third eyeball. So. Yeah, they'd say, "Is that legal? Or uh-huh. what about socialization?" Oh, that was, <laughs> mm-hmm, yes, those two questions always. Uh-huh. So it's uh, my sons are now 29, and just the younger one just turned 23. So I'm an empty nester uh-huh. now, but I still stay involved with homeschoolers on a daily basis uh, because I believe in the mission and the potential for success of homeschooling children. Yeah, and that's so much the vision of us seven sisters is, you know, we all of our kids have graduated, but we feel like scripture in Titus 2 says for those of us women of a certain age <laughs> that we need to be present to, to kind of help bring along the next generation. So we are all here for support and encouragement because that's what we feel like God's called us to do, to help the next guys out. So, yeah. So tell us a little bit about what it was like with your high schoolers. Well, my older one was fairly straightforward. He went with the program and was, you know, ready to go to college and knew kind of what he thought he wanted to do. Uh, And I will say that he did throw a monkey wrench in things. He was the kind of kid who had never said no. I mean, I don't even really remember him having a bad temper tantrum when he was two. Uh And at the end of his first semester of his freshman year, he came to us over Christmas break and said, you can't make me go back to that school, which was the only college he had ever been willing to visit, ever said he wanted to go to. Mm -hmm. And of course, we were flabbergasted, but I told his dad, you know, if he's never said no about anything, this must be something he really feels. Mm -hmm. So he changed from a four-year private Christian university where he was had scholarships and my only thing I said was you have to go to he wanted to switch to the community college and switch uh-huh. his major and uh-huh. I said well you have to go down there and get everything changed over including your financial aid and then once you've done all that then you can go to the university and withdraw he didn't uh-huh. eat breakfast or lunch for the next two days and was in line at like seven o'clock in the morning Uh and came home on the second day and said, okay, I've got it done. Can I go withdraw? And that was probably a point where I felt like a failure as a homeschooler because I thought, what have I done that he's thrown away a pre-law course in college 
to go to the community college, which I had encouraged him to do in the first place, yeah, but he would have none of. Uh-huh. But by the time he was ready to do it, I was like, oh, no, what have I done? But he now is a UX designer for nationwide insurance at their home office in Columbus, Ohio. So yeah. that switch didn't serve him poorly after all. I'll say that. I tell you, yeah, we, the uh, Fletchers used to say, we're not in charge of the outcome Mm -hmm. is that, you know, we can plan our way, but God directs our paths and our kids don't know what path they're on when they start out and what graciousness that you parents had to say, oh no, you can't do that. Instead you Mm -hmm. said, yes, you can do that. Now here's some parameters, which Mm -hmm. were reasonable. Yep. Yep. That's what we did. Now I tell folks that as cooperative and even tempered as the first one was the second one came out seven years later quite a shock I was almost 40 I thought he was an ulcer and the doctor ran blood work and said well uh, you don't have an ulcer but it's probably going to cause one in about 18 years and I kept saying how did this happen and 23 years later I'm still asking that question because he came out as I tell people flipping people off with one hand and smoking a cigar with the other and he has not changed not one bit that kid uh, was nearly the death of me, and that's no uh, lie. When he uh-huh. was 14 years old, he announced that he was going to quit school the day he turned 17. I might as well prepare myself for it. And by the time he turned 17, I hated him. He hated me. We both hated school. I said, I'm done with you. You're done with me. Let's see what we can do about getting you a GED. So I went uh-huh. to the director of our third option group in South Uh Carolina. I lived at South Carolina at the time. Um, Uh And I said, um, we're sick of one another and we're sick of school. And she smiled and she said, well, that's not the first time I've heard that story. Sit down and let's count his credits. Uh She said, have you counted his credits? And I said, no, he's a senior. We'll have to do six credits. And she smiled and she said, well, no, you won't. Not if he already has enough to graduate. And so sure enough, when she started helping me see the trees instead of the forest. Uh He only lacked two credits to graduate at the end of his junior year when he was getting ready to turn 17. She said, well, he just wants to get on with life. Let's see if we can let him duly enroll Uh at the community college for these last two credits. And so I went back to him and I said, you're almost graduated. Instead of getting, I know some states require, I think, homeschoolers to get a GED, but in South Carolina, we can do a transcript and a graduation. Yeah, most of us don't have to do GEDs anymore. So when he found out he only had two credits and he could go to the college and we wouldn't have to be involved with one another at all, Uh he said, yeah, I'll do that. So this child who had spent three years telling me every day I'm quitting as soon as I turned 17, went to the community college for his first semester of his senior year for two credits. And before that, I think it was right around Thanksgiving, he came bouncing down the stairs to me in the living room and said, guess what? And I said, what? He said, I've just been on the phone with the graduate school at Vanderbilt. (laughs) And uh, I have been been talking with them about what kind of courses I need to take uh, as an undergraduate to get into their graduate program. Oh my goodness. And when I got up out of a total faint, 
off the floor, I said, who are you and where did you aliens take my child? Because you're the one that was going to quit school. He said, well, now that I can get on with life, I think I want to get a degree in psychology and then go on for my master's. Mm. Um, So that taught me a life lesson that in the the years since then, I've tried to share with other homeschooling parents whose kids were either determined to drop out or determined that they wanted to trade and didn't want to fool with college, that it was important to craft the most resourceful transcript that you could that would lend itself to entrance into college, even if they were 23 or 24 years old when they decided Mm -hmm. that they needed to go to the community college for some resource that was offered there to help them along in whatever their career path was. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure that I would have seen that as clearly had my younger one not put me through all the things he put me through at the time. And I will say that he has, again, changed so many times. He's now an emergency medical technician getting ready to begin classes for his um, advanced EMT Uh with an eye of getting his paramedic. So for a kid who told me that, oh, and he also dropped out of college as well. He had some health issues and dropped out of college and said, again, I'll never go back. And within... Probably eight weeks of saying he'd never go back, he was registered for EMT classes. And he has been in school almost continuously since the EMT. He's, I can't tell you how many different medical certificates he's yeah. worked on since he was 19. Yeah, it's just such a blessing to be able to let them take their time of discovery rather than getting an ulcer about it. Well, and he is... For all the stubbornness that he was and all of the all of those days when he was being so contrary, I just kept thinking to myself and praying that all of that would serve him well, uh-huh. that all of that stubbornness. And I will say he is the most stubborn, singularly determined. Uh-huh. And he's going through something right now where he said, I know they think I can't do this. They haven't met me yet, have they? Uh Um, Uh He said, when I make up my mind, nobody's going to tell me no. I will do it. And so he is the hardest working 23-year-old I know. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe had he not had that difficult personality, he might not be as focused as he is now. So for any mom out there who feels like murder is in their future if they keep (laughs) homeschooling, just know that that thing that seems so difficult right now about their personality will probably be the thing that enables them to overcome some of the things they face as an adult. That's, you know what, that is worth the whole podcast, you know, to know that we can trust God with our kids and he doesn't make mistakes when he creates our kids, including their personalities. And so what you did is you had enough faith in God that you kept at it and you kept believing in him. So I'll tell you, that was not an easy thing for me. And I can remember one particular day where I really felt lost and I thought that he would be in jail. Literally, I thought he would be in jail by the time he was 19 or 20. 
because he was so oppositional and so determined to do everything his own way. He one time said, experience doesn't mean anything to me. I don't want to hear anything about your life. <laughs> He's since eaten those words, and they yeah. come out of his mouth now about experience. But yeah. um, we began to have our devotion that morning, and I began to just cry. And he had not seen me, I guess you'd say, fall apart like that. And it surely arrested his attention. And he actually put his arm around me and said, Mama, what's wrong? And I said, well, I don't think anything's wrong. I said, I feel like the Holy Spirit just walked in here and put both arms around me. And it was as if God said through the Holy Spirit, you think I don't know this kid? You think I don't get him? He is going to be able to do some things and work with angry, disaffected young people that you'd cross the street to get away from. But they're going to get him, and they're going to gravitate to him, and he's going to get them. Mm -hmm. And I could not stop crying. And I Mm -hmm. said, so in this moment, even though I'm scared to death for you, I trust this sense that I have that God has reassured me that you are under his care, and he knows the way he's made you, and I can trust him with that. And he's the kind of kid that when he comes out of his, he he, um, converted to Greek Orthodoxy when he was 19. Uh And Uh that was another thing that I just had to take a deep breath and say, God's in control of this. And um, when he comes out of liturgy on Uh Sunday morning, it's not unusual for a homeless person to approach him and ask for money. Uh And he'll say, I can't give you money, but I can buy you a meal. Come on and I'll eat with you. And he will take that homeless person into a restaurant, sit down with them, eat with them, and hear their story. Uh, His second job, I told you he's a hard worker. His second Mm -hmm. job right now, he's a security guard at a public housing Mm high-rise in the city where he lives. And he had something to me that would have just been terrifying happen. And I said, did that scare you? And he said, oh, Mama, I worked two years in a psych hospital. That's just another day on the job to me. (laughs) Um, And so he really is that kind of person who, you know, he sees the soul of the disaffected and empathizes and can minister to them in a way that I couldn't without a lot of help. So Praise God. What a what a beautiful story. We can trust God with our kids. Mm. Thank you. All right. So in, in helping him get graduated and on to the next part of life, you learned about some ways to really capture things on the transcript so that it fully acknowledges the education they're getting. So how how do you advise people these days? Because you still work with the homeschoolers. Um, well, I stay involved in a virtual way. But what before we we live in Louisiana now. But before we moved, I moved away from South Carolina. My kids are still in South Carolina, or, or one is in Ohio and the EMT is in South Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. I worked for what we called a third option group. A lot of states call them an umbrella school. Yeah. And my job there was to, to take in new members and to counsel people who had questions about transcripts or learning disabilities. There was just a whole gamut of questions I asked. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times I would get 
parents with kids like my Isaac, who just were determined they weren't going to go to college. You know, as far as they were concerned, they could quit right now and work fast food or, you know, work construction. They just wanted to be done. Uh Um, And so I said, well, you know, let's figure out what they're interested in and do what we can do to craft as robust a transcript as we can so that when the day comes that they change their mind and I would share the story of Isaac changing his mind and I said you know they may never but if they do change their mind if we do this transcript right they will look like a viable candidate because people go to community colleges every day on the strength of a GED so it's Mm -hmm. not you know that big a deal but I said let's make it as robust as we can Mm -hmm. so that it will serve them well for any kind of change they want to make in the future. So we'd start asking questions. And I had one kid who raised heirloom rabbits. So in talking with his parents about, you know, the heirloom rabbit business, we ended up turning that heirloom rabbit business into, I don't know, maybe eight different credits because Mm -hmm. he ran the business for three years. Mm -hmm. Um, And he did everything from you know, the birth process to raising them, weighing them every week, tracking their development. He did all of the social media to advertise his business. Mm -hmm. He kept his books for his business. Mm -hmm. And when he was ready to go to college, he sold the business for a profit and paid for much of his college education with the proceeds. So we ended up getting credits in small business, introduction to small business administration, Mm -hmm. animal husbandry. Uh, I mean, I could just go on and on in the way that we found both for academic credits and just elective credits that he Uh would need Mm -hmm. so that when he graduated, he and and this kid did end up going on to college, but it was still, you know, the parents were floundering going, he doesn't want to do this and he doesn't want to do that and he doesn't want to do the other, naming, you know, what all the possible things were. And so it, it became, well, what does he like to do? So... I had another young lady who had had a profound brain injury. And if she had been in a traditional school, probably would have gotten a certificate for attendance versus a transcript. And so we worked with her parents and began to discuss what her passion was. And her passion was training dogs. And again, she did the same thing. She had a social media account where she managed all of the PR uh-huh. for the company's dog breeding and dog training facility. She did their website. She didn't just do the social media. She managed oh. their website, so there mm-hmm. were technical skills there. And by the end of that conversation, the first time I talked with her mom, her mom was in tears. She said, I didn't see any way of finding a way to graduate her, and we've documented so many credits here just on the strength of the different things she's already involved in that she like only needs. And and we even discussed things like what kinds of things can she read Uh to create an English credit that was involved with animals and dogs and that kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. we just looked and there were times I would find out kids were involved in businesses where they helped their parents flip Uh, houses Uh so we broke that apart into what are the different things that they're doing because you've got introduction to principles of construction 
I mean, it just went on and on and on yeah. and on. Well, I had one kid who had bought an antique tractor, was taking it apart piece by piece and restoring it mm-hmm. to its original condition. Girls who were doing babysitting businesses. And so we ended up crafting mm-hmm. those into credits in introduction to child care and mm-hmm. child development and created other credits around that. They were doing their own banking. So that, again, was introduction to small business management because they were writing the checks and, you know, doing everything because these girls were the kind that would buy, you know, supplies and materials to do activities Uh with the kids while they were there. So when we worked in the courses, they would take through the Red Cross, all those kinds of things. So that, that what you're talking about is, you know, kids who are not traditional enthusiasts about academics like some kids are just born they like to read books and enjoy textbooks but kids who don't still may need that meaningful transcript or even if they just need a transcript and that's that's so much more meaningful to them than getting like a certificate of attendance that's right and even to go into the military I mean I have Uh several families who came to me in a panic Uh, they had been unschoolers really had not worried a lot about paperwork um, and all of a sudden they have a son who decides he wants to go in the military and they came to me in a panic going, we don't know what to do. And so we had to sit down and work back through all four years of what they had done. And, you know, I mean, the academic things, the science and math, those kinds of things mm-hmm. were fairly easy to document. But then we had to go back through and figure out, OK, now how do we bring out the, the uh, elective credits needed so that he has what the military wants to see. Yeah, And that's another thing that I always encourage parents about as well. Once you think you know what your child might want to do, uh, if it's a trade and you have a community college in the area, go to those open houses that they have for the trades. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is a wealth of information that your Mm -hmm. child, um, my husband's younger brother, quit school when he was 17. And as soon as I found out he quit, I said, you take him right up to the community college, find out which one of these areas of trade he's interested in. Well, he's uh, now has been a construction superintendent for I don't know how many years and has never been unemployed. My husband is an engineer, and in the course of our marriage, because of economic downturns and 9-11, and been unemployed for years over the course of our marriage. So that's um, that's the truth. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. So I hope that moms who are listening and they have kids who are different kinds of learners and different personalities hear the heart behind what you are saying is, you know, God has plans for kids. He, he knows, he knows a mom's heart. He knows kids' hearts. He knows where he's going with them. And moms need a mom like you in their lives. Um, so could you tell folks how to get in touch with you? Because I think you and I could sit and just chat for an hour. I, I love your stories. Oh, we could, we could. Um, but, but of course, we can't do that. So how, how can moms find you? Uh, I am at homeschoolanswermom.com, and you can reach me through admin, A-D-M-I-N, at homeschoolanswermom.com. That's the easiest place to find me, and I'd love to have folks sign up for my newsletter so that we can be in touch after somebody signs up. I email you back personally. It's not an autoresponder. 
I'll email you back personally and ask what your pain points are and how I can help you. Very good. And and I, I tell you, like every time I have ever chatted with Carol Ann at the two to one conference where we met some years back, man. The first one. Yeah, it was a long time. And and every time I've ever seen you, you just have that calm about you. <laughs> And uh, my family would love to hear you say that. <laughs> yeah, you need to tell them that that where it where it counts, you know. So anyway, uh, but but I think what sometimes what a mom needs in a tough moment is for someone to calmly and confidently tell her you can do this, and mm-hmm. here's some ways that we can work on that. So and I'll tell anybody if I got that younger one to the finish line, you can get yours to the finish line too. You bet. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, I will put links to Carol Ann's site there in the show notes. And also, hopefully, we'll be able to put in links to um, Terry McKee's conference that she does periodically for kids with special needs. Yes, I will get that for you and let you know uh, when the open enrollment date is for it. And that's that's another wealth of encouragement. And, um, you know, Carol Ann helps, helps with that. So, OK, well, I better wrap it up. So thank you guys for being with us today. And thank you, Carol Ann. This has been the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by 7sistershomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. We will see you next week.